I think we can all agree that finding a solution to homelessness requires a very, very complex sort of coming together of different agencies and services to meet the whole need, whether it's a roof over their head, um, the, the need to have some identification that they they no longer have like a birth certificate, uh, social insurance number, whether they need some mental health assistance or uh, help with, with a drug addiction. A lot of organizations come together and try to put the pieces of, of this puzzle together. Shelly Musso is with NASO, which is the Niagara Assertive Street Outreach Program. Hi, Shelly. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Uh, so NASO, uh, and it is the Niagara Assertive Outreach, uh, sorry, Niagara Assertive Street Outreach, is an organization that uh, I don't think a lot of people have heard about, and it's a region-wide uh, organization, and I don't want to get into the layers of how many layers there are involved with NASO, but essentially you're working with people who are chronically homeless. So could just give me an overview about what NASO is um, in regionally. Perfect, sure. Uh, so NASO is, uh, stands for Niagara Assertive Street Outreach Team. Uh, we are a regional funded homelessness service provided to the community through a collaborative approach. Um, Gateway is the lead organization and we work in partnership with Southridge, uh, church, the raft, and uh, Port Cares out of uh, Port Colburn. Um, and together we deliver the program. Uh, most recently, we also um, have two other uh, programs that are part of NASO. Uh, the first one is our SUOP program, which is a safe use program in partnership with Reach Niagara and um, CASIN. And we also have our um, Niagara Prosperity Funding, which supports um, uh, individuals who once are housed through NASO and providing some extensive support afterwards uh, through that program. So our, our focus is to pro, uh, proactively engage with individuals who are sleeping rough uh, and facilitate pathways to more permanent housing options for individuals. Uh, we do that by providing uh, intake and case management and meeting people where they're at. So, you know, we really work with individuals to meet them where they're at. Uh, homelessness is, you know, not something that, you know, individuals like to come into an office and meet with somebody or, um, you know, are always in the same place. So we really, really try to uh, create a comfort level and be able to do case management wherever that is. So it, it could be in somebody's car, it could be in a bus shelter, it could be in an encampment somewhere. Um, and our workers are going out and engaging with the individuals with the ultimate goal of trying to provide them some permanent housing options. Yeah, very, very uh, rarely, I would think, would you have someone who would call and say, can I make an appointment and come in? Because the people that you are helping are homeless. They they exactly. don't, um, you know, many of them wouldn't ha have access to a phone to call and they know I want to come in, much less have uh, bus money or any of those other kinds of things. So I think it is, you know, part of why I wanted to talk to, to NASA right now is that there's more and more concern out there about the number of people who are living rough, who are homeless. And there's a sense across the region, and certainly I'm in, in St. Catharines and certainly in, in St. Catharines in downtown, um, there's just a sense that there are more and more people who are living without homes. 
and they don't understand, you know, I think people need to understand that there is help out there and there are people working together to help these people find homes. Um, but again, and we'll get into this, not everybody wants to, to go and live inside. So there's a lot of difficulties you work, you work with there when in, in outreach. What is a typical day like for one of your outreach workers? Because you have several of them. And I think basically their boots on the ground and they hit the street at the beginning of the day and they're out meeting with people all day. And, and you nailed it. You know, there, it is boots on the, on the ground, feet on the street work. Um, our NASA workers are across the Niagara region. Uh, so we have just over 20 NASA workers uh, that do support individuals Monday to Friday from 7 to 7 and Saturday and Sundays from 9 to 4 um, across the entire Niagara region. So uh, when you ask what a typical day is for a NASA worker, um, it is engaging with individuals. It is meeting people where they're at. So, you know, as I said a few minutes ago, if it's an encampment or at a library, um, you know, we, we're engaging with people and seeking them out to, to work with them into uh, finding long-term housing support. So if we were to engage with an individual and we were able to build that rapport with them, because that becomes the first um, important piece is, you know, engaging with someone so they trust us. Uh, a lot of people who are, you know, going through homelessness, you know, have lost trust in uh, a lot of things. They've lost trust in our system. They've lost trust in their housing. Um, you know, so it's brought them to a place where gaining rapport with others is, is difficult. So the NASA worker is repeatedly going out there and meeting with people so that they can get to know them as a person and then start working with them on, on things to find that housing. Um, looking for housing, uh, doing apartment searches, uh, filling out a lease, um, you know, going to an apartment viewing and then eventually moving into their unit are all the things that we, um, from NASA's perspective, would work with them to, to move forward into permanent housing. So you're not going and saying, oh, because again, this is a, a, like, it's such a complex problem. I can't even get my questions out. Um, uh, it's not just going in, seeing someone and they're living rough and saying, we can find you a shelter and you help them to a shelter. And then, and then that's it. It's interesting that you then, again, because people who are living on the street, they don't have those kinds of things. Like you just mentioned, like a, a, a uh, not a driver's license, but like um, a health card and those kinds of things. So you help them get the things they need to then be able to integrate back into the world and yeah. having an apartment. And then it goes beyond that. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's exactly it, right? It's, it's, you know, many people end up when they're homeless, losing all the things you and I would take advantage of, right? So, you know, having a bank account, having proper ID, um, you know, even just proper clothes to wear to an apartment viewing, right? All those things are things that NASA would work on to create those successful housing placements. Now, with that said, if going to a shelter in the interim is the right is where the client wants to go, then we would support that as well. Um, you know, what's important to us is the client has a roof over their head in some shape or form. So, you know, if it means reconnecting with a family member and the person's able to spend some time with the family member and then we can continue working with them to find more permanent housing options, those are all the things we're going to explore as workers to uh, make sure that we are giving that person an opportunity to have that housing. 
Some people don't want to be housed in any way. They don't want to be in a shelter. And um, I've talked with people about shelters before shelters aren't always, and I'm not, this isn't a knock against shelters at all because I know we need them, but sometimes people don't feel safe going to a shelter and they feel um, uh, safer with taking care of themselves or living with some friends in an encampment. Even, you know, even a barrier, um, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of clients who won't go to shelter because they don't want to part with their animal, right? They have, they have a dog and, um, you know, that is probably the one person, one animal they trust in the world right now, right? So, you know, being separated from that animal is really, really tough for them. So they would choose to live outside before they would go to a shelter. So, you know, we will work with people to even figure that piece out. We have, you know, a great relationship with our humane societies that, you know, would temporarily take the animal until we can find them housing. Um, you know, we, we really try to think outside that box on, you know, what can we do to create a safe living situation for somebody until they're permanently housed? You know, sometimes um, people think, well, look at that person asking for money and they have a dog and if they can afford to have a dog and I can't afford to have a dog. Um, in those cases, that dog or there would be people like, well, I don't know how you would have a cat, really, if you didn't have a home for your cat. But with a dog, it's easier. That dog is the only living thing they have a connection with. And um, I think it's really important that that um, that people are are allowed to, you know, can, can keep a pet. And that's great to know that the Humane Society and other organizations are helping that transition so that the person doesn't feel like they have to give up their dog completely and then move on when you have dogs, I have dogs, and we know that that would be almost Absolutely. impossible to do. It is, yep. So the the other kind of part of NASO um, and in this I think this might segue us into a little bit about the two one one number. But the other part of NASO is that people, the public, can reach out to NASO if they see someone in distress. Yes. Um, so you know, I, I quite often get asked, "How do I get in touch with NASO? You know, how do I know where an outreach worker is? How can an outreach worker help me?" And we are very fortunate with NASA to have a service uh, through 211 Niagara that uh, people can call any time of the day and um, get through to a system that we filter all the calls through NASA. So as I said earlier, you know, we're supporting the seven days a week. We, you know, we, we support 12 hours a day. We're across the Niagara region, but there are still times in there that we don't have the feet on the street. So, you know, you're driving, it's 11 o'clock at night and you see somebody and you're concerned about them. What, what can I do? to help that person at that time of day. Um, We strongly encourage you to call 211, describe the situation. Um, We have um, people who answer our 211 calls up until 11 o'clock at night. We also have shelter placement workers who will work uh, with individuals to find and seek shelter later in the evening hours. So 211 is a resource in Niagara that is you know access to lots of different social service agencies, not just NASO, but how it works with NASO is uh, somebody calls through, they identify what they've seen. So if I call through and I, I'm you know on Geneva Street in St. Catharines and I notice there's an individual, he looks cold and you know I, I'm not sure if he's um, uh, sleeping outside. You can call through NASO. NASO take asks you to give 
all kinds of information. And then we deploy uh, a NASA worker almost immediately after that call is taken. And how we can do that is it goes through a system that uh, allows us to monitor the calls across all of our workers. So when you leave that message, they actually all get um, notifications on their cell phones that a call has come in. And then our worker who is in the closest area will go out and support that person that has been identified. So we've been quite happy with, with uh, how 211 is working. It's quick. Um, you know, during our working hours, we usually get out within an hour or so uh, to be able to engage with somebody. And, and that is an important piece because um, our homeless population are not always in the same place. So it, the quicker we can get out and support someone, the better. Uh, it's also, uh, when I first heard of 211, my initial response was, oh, well, who's ever going to remember that? Right. I mean, we, you know, 911. Well, what's this 211? Um, and I think it's got to get into people's mind that there's, I sort of look at it this way 911 is urgent. It's crisis, it's yeah. an emergency, it's ambulance, police. And then 211 is um, there's someone who needs help, like you, like you described. I did call 211 once um, recently uh, for someone who was downtown. And uh, I, uh, th this person was sort of the, a, a usual person I see downtown and talk to. I knew them and I was driving by. Anyway, long story short, they hadn't moved. I drove by a couple of times and it didn't look like they'd moved at all. So I thought, okay, I'm going to call 211 first. And exactly what you said happened. They walked me through. We, they asked me some questions. I described where the person was. And because I hadn't seen the person move and that was my concern, they said, you know what, this is a 911 issue. We don't want to wait time and have someone, you know, go and then find out it really is 911. So, so um, I was able to connect into 911, which has also got some, um, some EMS and police who are well-versed in how to, how to help someone in that situation. And, and it turned out everything was okay. And I, and I was glad for that. Uh, so, when someone, I guess the thing too is, is if someone, if you see someone, how do you make that determination whether a call is needed? Because again, we also don't want to say, oh, I'm not sure if I could call 211. I don't want to overburden them. Does this person really need help? And we, you know, you go through all of those. And by then you've driven past and you're onto something else. So what should we keep in mind if we're thinking about um, it's almost like a checklist of determining whether you need to make that call for a person. Well, I think bottom line is 911's emergency, 211's non-emergency, right? So if you are concerned about somebody's welfare or you're concerned that they're not well, um, you know, they're in medical distress in any way, you know, unconscious, like you said, they haven't moved. Um, those would be 911 calls. And, um, you know, we even work with 911, right? So if if for some reason it wasn't a 911 call, I'm hoping that they're going to educate you and say, you know, next time you could use this service instead. But if a person is, you know, moving and breathing and, you know, they're just struggling, right? So you you notice that maybe one or two nights they've been sleeping in the same spot, or, um, you know, they've even reached out to you. I think, I think that's another big piece is 
Um, we work with a lot of business owners across the Niagara region where, you know, they go to open their business in the morning and somebody has been sleeping outside or they notice that, you know, somebody continuously comes into their coffee shop and, you know, is asking for help or some food. You're going to make that a 211 call and and uh, we can come out and support that person. And, and it's not a medical emergency. Right. So we at Nassau also work with EMS. Um, we have a very close uh, partnership with two EMS workers. So if it's a non-medical emergency, but somebody does need some support, so a lot of times wound care or, um, you know, they, they've gotten maybe some frostbite or something like that from being outside. We can also work with our EMS workers who will come out and, and do an assessment of the person to see if there's anything from a medical perspective that we can help. But, but to answer your your question, I nine one ones for emergency, two one ones for non emergency that we can help uh, right away. It seems like the two EMS workers are are dedicated to this outreach um, emergency medicine. They're not they're they're that's their job. That is their job. Yeah. So we work, um, one of our close partnerships is with Reach Niagara uh, and Dr. Stobie and his team. Our EMS I'm sorry, and what's, what's Reach Niagara? Reach Niagara is um, a service here in Niagara that works with medical um, uh, individuals. Okay. So our connection with the two EMS workers is they're part of our SUOP team. So they are part of our uh, team that is uh, the, the safe use team. And uh, Dr. Stobie is uh, part of that team as well. But they work directly with NASA to support uh, non-medical emergency situations in the community. So, uh, you know, just like NASA workers, the EMS workers build the rapport with clients. Um, a lot of our clients aren't trusty of going to an emergency room. You know, they're not willing to trust a doctor. So if we can uh, support in the community and, and do some medical work as well, uh, that helps them uh, move along faster into that housing piece as well. How many people, um, and I know this is a, this is region wide and, and, and I know Niagara region is, is, um, Niagara Region Housing does the, the, the count for homelessness and so on in, in shelter spaces and that across the region. But from the NASO perspective, how many people are you out there um, on any given day helping? And, 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 and I guess as well, have we seen the massive increase in the last couple of years that it feels like we've seen as your workload changed the number of people you see every day? So um, I can't give you an exact number, but um, in Niagara, there are just over a thousand individuals who are experiencing some sort of homelessness in Niagara. Um, so quite a significant number, but it's it's also um, our, our total number. So some of those individuals have been experiencing homelessness for a very long time, some for a very short period of time. Um, when you ask, have we seen an increase? Um, you know, we are in a housing crisis in Niagara. Um, I believe Kathy said last night um, in the downtown St. Catharines area is number nine on uh, the top most expensive places in Ontario to rent. And, you know, that affects us because, you know, when we're trying to find housing for people, if it's not affordable, then we have nowhere for people to go. Um, so, yes, you know, to answer your question, we, we definitely are seeing an increase. We're not seeing a huge increase uh, necessarily um, on street homelessness. 
We are seeing an increase on individuals staying longer periods of times in our shelter. So, you know, maybe two or three years ago, it was a three or four day stay where now it's maybe a two or three week stay, for example. Um, you know, so that's where we're seeing a, a bit more of an increase. Um, but uh, as far as the homelessness piece, we're definitely seeing different types of homelessness. Um, you know, we're seeing more seniors who um, are homeless. We're seeing more people living out of their cars, um, not not necessarily the traditional homelessness that, you know, we we all seem to think we we know and understand. Uh, sometimes there's a lot of hidden homelessness that we we don't even realize is happening in the communities. Yeah, the thing um, the thing with cars is, uh, and of course, people can end up in their cars so quickly. You know, they're, you're you're one paycheck away from, you know, I kind of look at it this way: you're one paycheck away from your friend's sofa and two paychecks away from living in your car. Idea. And once you're in a car, you don't have an address, and so because you don't have an address, you can't get services and you can't get a job because you don't have an address to give the employer. And it's just this this vicious circle that starts to happen. Yeah. Um, And so the idea is, are you feeling that more of the individual agencies and organizations that, you know, the pieces of the puzzle are are coming together under uh, the umbrella of of groups like NASO and starting to try to put together, um, you know, a wholesome all all life, all body experience in, in repair, I guess, really is kind of what it is. We're very lucky in Niagara. Um, you know, our community agencies work very, very closely together uh, to create success for our clients. And, um, you know, I, I, I really don't feel that there's one agency that does everything. Um, you know, I equally feel that they all do a great job, you know, whether it's Start Me Up or Positive Living or Gateway or The Raft or, you know, w- whatever it may be. I think everybody does their part in Niagara to really, um, you know, support our homeless population and really work with individuals to, you know, move forward in their life and be able to make change. And I know that uh, pretty much everybody in Niagara Every resident in Niagara wants to help. I think it's it's on everybody's mind. And um, thank you for talking to me and, and talking about Nassau Shelley because people feel can feel so helpless. They just don't know what to do. They see someone who's struggling and they feel terrible, but they walk on by because they have no idea how they can reach out and help. So Nassau is there and 211 is the best way to if you're if you are that person um the best way to reach out and get help for for someone who you see who is struggling yep i i completely agree um you know once we connect individuals with naso um they become part of our data sharing system so you know we it's an it's an access way to housing supportive housing affordable housing um, so once we've made that connection with an individual, now now we're connected with them and we can follow a path to finding them that permanent housing. And, you know, some people need supportive housing, some people need permanent housing, some people just need a roof over their head. Um, but, you know, it's very proven that you put a roof over somebody's head and lots of other things happen very quickly afterwards. And, and that's where that success comes from. So calling that 211 and just making that identification of somebody is very helpful for us. Um, most likely we have eyes on that person 
Uh, that is one one thing I'm going to say is um, a lot of calls come in and we already know about the individual, but it doesn't hurt to uh, to still call in because you just never know if it's somebody we haven't uh, connected with yet. Well, thank you, Shelley. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to let us share and, and tell the community about, about what we're doing because that's just equally important.